Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Folks, welcome to another edition of Small Doses. This is a different kind of episode. You know, typically, I feel like we have a lot of Black women on the show talking about intellectualness and wellness, et cetera, et cetera. But today, we're switching gears because we've got the homies on the show. And they're also looking very serious, which is weird. But (laughs) (laughs) I feel like y'all expecting me to ask y'all shit that I'm not going to ask you. Uh, Yes. We have the cool kids, Chuck English and Mikey Rocks on the show. And it is weird. It is weird because I have never really interacted with y'all in this type of fashion. I've only known y'all like as the homies. I've never this interviewed is true. you, right? I don't think yeah, I've ever no. Especially I've never, not with a fourth wall. No, no, no. <laughs> with a digital. <laughs> I'm really thinking about it. Now, of course, we did have the brothers of the cool kids uh, on Smart, Funny, and Black in Chicago in 2018. And I do believe that Chuck was the victor. And then Chuck went on tour with us in 2019 and did Baltimore and Virginia Beach. And you were in our Christmas Smart, Funny, and Black show in 2018. So you've been down with the kid on the Smart, Funny, and Black side for quite some time. Yeah, I'm a recurring cast member. You are a recurring cast member. But I know people are wondering, like, how does Amanda know these these two young black men how 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 do we know each other would you all like to expound on how we know each other yeah take them take them back you know take them aback take them aback to uh i think we met beginning we met like oh <laughs> seven uh cmj maybe was it really cmj in new york did meet, yeah did i meet y'all through pack div no, I've I met you doing this panel. It was like this panel that I did that Q-Tip was on. And we were like at NYU. That's when we officially met. Oh, wow. Okay, I do remember yeah. Q-Tip NYU tour. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Q-Tip was, tour where we were on with him. Was it around well, there? Then I, no, that was after that. Yeah, because the, the then I went out on the road with y'all. Yeah, the first time was CMJ like, oh, yeah. like late 07. 07? That's that's another dimension. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like fifteen years ago. Fifty that like I don't even think Tuan. I don't think your mustache was that thick. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It's still trying to grow now. You know, it was not at its full power yet. Um, yeah, I was not able to get into the uh, twenty one and up clubs. <laughs> All of that was out of the window. So yeah, I remember them times, dark days. You know. <laughs> Well, if y'all don't know, the cool kids are two brothers that came on the scene with the raps, uh, with Black Mags, and is that 06? Is that 07? 07. Yeah. It is 07. And y'all really, like, took folks by storm. I distinctly remember being like, damn, they fucking doing it. And in an independent way, which I know at the time was still not the norm, right? Like, I feel like y'all were kind of in the beginning of the real surge of, like, independent being the full wave. Whereas now, I feel like that's the norm. Most people are really independent as long as possible. And then if they do get a deal, they want to, they're going to jerk them for the deal, which is how it should work. Um, And when I met y'all, I was heavy in the raps. And... Mm -hmm. Do, do do they do they know that already? Do they know uh, how heavy really, you were into the raps? 
I don't think they. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know if we're getting detailed. <laughs> right. She's she, she, she she not, she she not telling y'all. She's not telling y'all. There was a whole rap that happened. <laughs> it was a lot of bars being spit and written. I really don't think they know. I, I don't, don't think no. you telling the full story right now. No, because you. I want to hear the full story. You slid into uh, the vocal performance. Like, you rap for a little bit, and then you start singing on shit, and then that was like, oh, okay, they didn't see that part. <laughs> there was a duality that was going on that people do not know about. Well, once upon a time, y'all, my name was Amanda Diva, and that's how long I've known y'all. I've known y'all through two names. Damn, that's, <laughs> Amanda Diva's been uh, retired for that long that we're not... Now we're recovering right. it. Literally, yeah. it, has, it has to be exhumed. Wow. Like, there's, wow. there's people I am, like, really good friends with that do not know. I have no idea about that mm-hmm. entire era. No idea. See? Yeah, this it's is about crazy. The, uh, what, what was this? What was the uh, MTV2 show called? Suck a Free Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another time. Like, there's MTV2 now, was another like, time. Thank you. That was another time. There's people who are just now putting together, like, hold up. You was this. You was a bad like yes. What was about them uh, VH1 recaps that used to make me so happy that you that you were part of all of them? <laughs> oh yeah, called? I remember that. I remember best, that uh, too, like yes. best best songs of the best one hit wonders of the eighties and 90s, best yeah. week ever. And yes, yeah. best week ever. That show was crazy. I remember them. Yeah, I remember those recaps and the reactions and all. Yes, uh, life, was, life life was simpler. It was a time that was all around that same time. That was 07. Oh, seven was a time. I mean, oh, seven. I remember going to like a, a Kid Cudi show in 07 in the village, and I got there, and the lady wouldn't let me in for some reason. And I think I like, didn't have cash on me. And he like, he like walked up to his show, and I was, he was like, hey. And I was like, what's up? I can't get in your show. <laughs> and he bought me the ticket to his own show. Like, he didn't even just say she's coming in with me. She's she, coming like, in. Went, <laughs> he went to the lady. I was like, I'd like to buy one ticket. She was like, but isn't it? She, he was like, I'd like to buy a ticket. And he bought me a ticket. And then he went in the show. Oh, seven was a different time. I had a whole different name. You know, you're going to hear me. Y'all are going to hear me vacillate between a few different names because you know Chuck English as the rapper producer, but I know him as Evan. You know Mikey Rocks as the rapper producer. I know him as Twan. So sometimes it's going to it's going to vacillate between the two. So y'all just got to keep up. They know you as Amanda Seals, the the actress, <laughs> podcast host, director, and writer. And we, we know I you as Amanda, Amanda Diva, Diva the, the rapper. Uh, the rapper, singer, uh, vocalist. Comedian uh, was not even... That wasn't even there at that time. Aren't you in uh, Flowetry for a second? Sure was, yeah. 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 Wow, I all. just remembered that. See, that's <laughs> what I forgot. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yo, yeah, they don't have no clue. They don't have no clue right now. It's been a time. It's been a time. The Kango era. Remember the Kango oh, era? Oh, wow. Now you're being the Kango. Is that? Is is that, <laughs> that was your hat. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't your hat? <laughs> the, the era. <laughs> Everybody had one. It wasn't the <laughs> No, they were... They were prevalent. They were out. They were hey, out don't don't get it twisted. Twan had a wristband error too. Twan had a good. <laughs> wrist, had a good I think that's I error. think that's how you that's how you met me. I think I man. definitely uh, feel like I met you in a wristband era. L R L R G L R G wristband camo. You know a little bit of that. Uh, back a backpack, literal backpack on. Literal backpack. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was that was a time. That was like when currency was like an underground rapper and not. Like a car, you know, enthusiast slash icon, icon. (laughs) Yeah, in New Orleans, it was a different time. Mm It was a different time. We existed in it. We existed in it, and now you're back. Yep. So tell me what's. So tell me what what's what what is going on because you're clearly in a promo run, which is how you randomly ended up on small doses, which shout out to whoever your PR is because they are casting a wide net. So <laughs> he's, he's cool. He's, yeah. he's been doing some cool things. I'm, I'm with him, man. I'm, I'm liking his style. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, well, okay. Well, tell us what you're doing and then I'll big you up and I'll tell you, I'll tell the people why y'all are here. Um, well, we is dropped music. Yeah. We, I mean, we dropped a, 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 like a triple album in the beginning of the year. First quarter, 
to me, some of the best stuff we put together. Uh, Did you produce it? Yeah. Um, All of it? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And we got like, uh, we got an album together. And we have so two solo albums. Um, I produced my solo album. Oh, I, I helped co-produce his. Uh, we really wanted to just put our stamp down on something that, you know, I mean, the long story short is this is just us getting back to having fun and what what our original, like, the original emotion we used to have when we recorded because we were stuck in the house during COVID. So every beat that's on the album is some, like during that first three, four weeks we were stuck in the house. Oh, wow. Where I was just like letting my imagination run. Mm-hmm. And then um, we kind of took a break. Uh, and met up in Vegas when everything was shut down and just we didn't know why we were recording it just was fun and as the world opened back up I was like oh okay we could do this again and by the time we got to listening to what we made we were like oh we are we on some shit right now and um, you know we turned that into a whole build out like a little micro universe um, which is this is a soundtrack to a movie that we have in our head that doesn't really exist. So the movie is just building like a community of people that that understand the kind of sci-fi dystopian future that we are in right now. And like- we In just, real life. Yeah, we're just giving a soundtrack to it, you know? And all those movies, there was a cool side of town. Like <laughs> you, always, you always ran into some sort of protagonist that was gonna show you around and yes. put you on like one of them floating- uh, <laughs> Hover bike. Yeah, hover bikes. <laughs> oh, we in Dune. We in... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Us. I see that. I can yeah. see it. So that I led lo- to... Oh, go ahead. My bad. That led to uh, what we're promoting right now, which is a template of a show. Like, we, we really haven't seen nothing like this, but mm-hmm. instead of packing up on a bus, going around the country, trying to see who will come out, we went to Chicago, found a spot that could incorporate everything we do as far as like, you know, him and his fashion design and podcast hosting and him being just kind of a multimedia like personality, me doing the food that I have been doing. Um, and just like all of our different angles incorporating incorporating into one show. And uh-huh. uh, that's what night school is. That's what we're that's what we're pushing right now, which is uh, a dinner uh, podcast. Uh, Zach Fox is hosting, so we're adding comedy to it. All right. And we just bringing guests out and doing the coolest songs off our album and just throwing some at the wall, seeing how it sticks. Is it like a residency? Or is it it'll like... Be, it'll, be, it'll be traveling. So we're going to be... Okay. Over the... Uh, after the new year, we'll be able to like take this around to different cities pretty much. So the idea is to film like this, to film this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pilot real, episode. Real pilot episode style, you know, create a cool show from it and then use this first uh, filming to basically push the rest of them. Yeah, proof of uh, concept. Early next year, you know, and then we'll yeah. just be bouncing around from city to city doing this same kind of same concept traveling around. I love it. It involves multi-hyphenism, which is my whole situation. I'm curious at what point in this process... Uh, Chuck, you decided to present as a 90s Cali gangster. Like when... <laughs> present as... Present. <laughs> present as. <laughs> when, when did that evolution happen? <laughs> Yo, silly. Which, which part? Like the fashion or the... the because what? your holes get up right now. If people... Like you look like <laughs> you are in Dubsy's click. Like you're going <laughs> to... It wait, might no. just be it might just be location. Just maybe because of what I posted. <laughs> I'm I'm in East LA or like the east eastern part of LA. Uh I've been here for almost well, we going on 12 years. Damn. I think, I think I think your LA apparel is based off uh it's completely geographical and is weather. This Calabasas. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's weather, it's weather permitting. You know what I mean? Like a good big t-shirt so you can have some air. You don't want you don't want your legs too covered. Let me find out you got on Dickie shorts. Do you got on Dickie shorts? Nah, I got NBA shorts on. Okay, okay, okay. close, okay. close <laughs> enough, close enough. Because these aren't braids; these are plaits. Okay, no, these are braids. 
No, these are plats. Okay. okay. When, 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 once it's doing all this type of fanciful hanging off the scalp situation you got going on right here, <laughs> these are plats. This is a I'm whole just, other level. I'm just trying to get my luxurious hair uh, bars <laughs> off so I could get a shampoo. <laughs> I need a shampoo commercial in like the next five. It looks very lustrous. I I'm mean, trying. it looks very Pantene Pro V. Like you got some shea butter in in the hair. Okay, I've like, done this. I've done this wrong enough times to do it right. Too. That's real. I've grown my hair. I've grown my hair out and didn't do it right before. And What'd like, you do wrong before? I just, you know, did you I dye it. No, I didn't cover it. I didn't. I washed it a lot. I didn't really know how to. I didn't really know how to grow. You it. know what? You can wash it a lot. It's just about what you wash it with. You can't yeah. use. White people shampoo. I was drying my shit out. And you got to yeah, keep conditioning alcohol. it. Yeah. Keep yeah, conditioning and then, it. You and know? then I had a point in time where you could see it growing, but then you could see like, you could see it wasn't split ends, but it was like a part that was growing and it was a part that wasn't as strong. This was like 10 years ago. That's what, that's what the black community feels like right now. That yeah. there's a part that's growing. <laughs> it's a part that's not as strong. It's a part that's not as strong. So I had, uh, you know, I consulted a couple of the homegirls just to know what the hair journey was like. And I'm proud of how, I, you know, the next thing is my fitness journey because I got my hair as long as I want it. Are you going to go on a fitness journey? Oh, yeah, for sure. What's the plans for the fitness journey? And uh, and I'm curious, is there a is there a opposite fitness journey where you're losing weight and Twan is gaining weight? Is there a... I don't think that's possible. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I've thought about it. I've thought about it, but I mean, because it ain't really up to me, odds. you know. That man, yeah. I ain't never seen him miss a meal, so it can't be the it can't be the. Food. Yeah, I don't think it's just eating. You know, it's something else going on because I eat. I eat all the time, so it's just like it might not be in the cards for me right now, man. I'm gonna have to just accept that. You know, no. I don't think I'm. A, I don't think I'm gonna really grow the beard either because like it, it ain't really even started yet. So, oh, you're trying to grow a beard. No, I mean, I'm not not trying to grow a beard. I haven't told it, <laughs> don't grow. This shit just ain't grow. It just ain't happening. So I just think that's probably not going to be a part of my uh, experience here yeah. on Earth, you know? Yeah, this see, is- my fitness journey started before COVID because I ran a marathon. And then the day after I ran a marathon, we what? shut down. You yeah. ran a marathon? Yeah. Did you run the whole thing? Yeah. You didn't stop at all? Mm-mm. One of the cooler things I've done. And then Did your, did your yep. nipples chafe? Nah, I don't know if my shit is that like a that. known thing that happens in a marathon. Yeah, why? Why does you, that have to happen? Because you're running for like <laughs> six and a half hours, so it's like the small little chafe you would have over your shit has turned into a bigger chafe. You know, it's what I mean? just I got you. Okay. such a constant friction. Like people like tape their nipples so that that doesn't happen. Yeah, right. Okay, but yeah, it was a mind. It was kind of like a, a speedball because I had done all of this mental preparation to run a marathon was like in rhythm of it. And then the news says two days later, everything shut down, stay in the mm. house. So since then, I kind of shut down and stayed in the house. Now I'm trying to like put it back together. How would you compare running the marathon to actually like participating in running the marathon of being in the music business? Because you guys have been here. You've seen success. You've seen the fall off. You've seen the funny style. Like, how has that journey been? And what's made you say, okay, I'm going to stick to this versus like, I'm about to go to nursing school. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. I have always thought about that too. Like what has kept me here for one and two, been able to navigate this shit. Cause it's real tricky all the time. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say that if it wasn't for, us kind of having each other pretty much simply like I think that us having each other gives us uh it's something to check in on and see how like we're doing you know Mm -hmm. not how the world is doing and what's Mm -hmm. you know expected of them or what's expected of us every time things get kind of tricky we just kind of need to check in with each other like hey you you see what's happening right now like what Right. Should we be here right now, or should we like? <laughs> should we should we go in the house for a minute? And they, about to, they about to start shooting. It's kind of like that, basically. And we've been able to like apply that our entire time of being here because we s- remained a group that has remained friends. You know, like a lot of groups, yeah. they be splitting up. I ain't gonna lie, yeah. a lot of groups they can't stay. Niggas can't stay friends, man. <laughs> and it's just it's it's sad, but like 
a lot of groups can't stay friends. And why is that lose. though? Why? What do you think is the thing that breaks <clears throat> the groups up? I found it. I what found is it? Maybe it's like they uh they always gotta share the same girl somehow, and then that be. <laughs> That gets that's, tricky. Yeah, that's that's the one that really breaks them up because it it be money, but the money the money takes it over. What I started realizing is like, all right, somebody in the group feeling somebody, and then somebody else in the group got a little bit more motion than the other one, so they lifting joints off each other's hands. And we know to a man, to certain men, that's more painful than stealing some money out your pocket. So <clears throat> I've watched even reviewing. Like uh, <laughs> Love Train, like the dudes that wrote Love Train, bro wrote Love Train because somebody else in the group was getting at the joint he really wanted. So he went to the studio and sang his song better than him. So my daughter Love Train. No, 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 not that one. No, 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 no. Because I was like, damn, that was the one that uh, this girl. No, the one that Bruno and uh, oh, there you go. The ones they just covered. Yes. Okay, now we're on the same page, Tron. Confunction. The group was called Confunction. It's a story about how they got into it, and that was the case. You know, like we all know what happened to City High. Yeah. Yeah. That was Hell. stung, bro. Like, that's one of the worst ones. And damn near happened to B2K. I think then it happened to B2K the go through it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it breaks, it destroys homes, man. It destroys I homes. mean, it happened to the Beatles. Like yeah. Yo-Ho Literally. was it's, it's, they were it's, like Yo-Ho. Yeah, it's kind of like uh once once you in a group and you share a lot, having your own business that doesn't Venn diagram into others mm. is is important. Like as much as me and him do. I really, he got his own set of friends. I always have my own set of friends. We yes. are meeting in the middle, even as roommates. Like we did a I lot together. We do a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. together, but we we have a very separate way of doing stuff that never annoys the other person. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then now as we got older, our grown man tendencies end up being the same. Like if we out, we probably going to stop, get something to eat and head back. <laughs> That's kind of our rule. <laughs> <laughs> we not, we not to try That's to true. see what's we not to try to see what's cracking afterwards type of dudes. Like, it's almost like elbow, elbow, we out. I'll see you in the morning. So we also don't let each other down. We ain't never miss nothing that somebody else needed to show up for. If not, we give each other the heads up. So it's like them little small. You mean consideration and it's a, respect? It's a, it's, it's a sport. Just a little though. bit. <laughs> Amanda, that's a sport. We've known that, that like per, certain people that we might expect because we have it. That shit is a foreign constant to them. Yes. It, and it's also dependent on how you was raised. Like, I'm an older brother. He's we're having a, a conversation right now. That's a sub-conversation, just so y'all know. But we're having a conversation that <laughs> a has multiple levels right sub-combo. now. There's a sub-combo happening. <laughs> continue, Evan. Continue. No, but it's like how I'm a, I'm a big brother, right? And he's a little brother. So it's like our dynamic. Like when I, In the house I grew up with, I'm, I'm more of like, you know what I'm saying? It makes more sense for me to do the stuff that I'm supposed yeah. to do, clean up everything. I don't worry about that type <laughs> of stuff. Not even saying he messy, but like, I don't care. Right. I've, I've always been the one because there was a point in time where our four years, three and a half years was a big difference. I'm 21, he 18. Yes. We're not even getting in shows we getting paid for because mm-hmm. he can't, you know what I'm saying? So right, right, like, right. me pick up a slack that I knew I could pick up. So in, in a dynamic it's like, just do what you can. Ain't no 50-50. Just do 100% and kick it with people that do 100%. And you don't never really have to worry about too mm-hmm. much being missing. So I think that that's what has kept us in the long run, like, without stepping on each other's toes. And then when we need a break or we can't do nothing, you know, I feel like the mutual respect. We've been on tour. And he said to me, like, bro, I can't do this shit no more. And <laughs> <laughs> we like. Got to <laughs> stop it. Yeah, he just, <laughs> he just, yeah, he just went home, and it was like, all right, but you know, your mental health sometimes is more important than this little jump off we got going on. So, if that's the case, then that's the case. So, it's having patience with people. Like, I've had stuff where, like, you know, there's been funerals during certain weeks, and I can't, I'm not gonna show up to this interview. I don't really got it, and he'll be like, all right, he took care of it. Don't even trip. Right. So it's like those little things because you expecting 
a person to do something is also where you're minimizing what their potential is. You can't just expect people to do shit. If you can do it, you just do it. Messed up. Yeah. Meaning, if you expect them without like having a clear understanding, is that what you mean? I mean, like you just because you would do it, don't mean that they have to. Oh well. Yeah, it's just like having it's courtesy and consideration, but it's also like if that's your man's and we doing something together. And all you had to do was just pick up that plate. Why would you leave his plate there? You know what I'm saying? Like decency. You, you could have just picked up his plate and washed off the table already, instead of being like, "Well, I, I shouldn't." He have never to. picks up my plate. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or I shouldn't have to do that. I shouldn't mm-hmm. have to do that. Be breaking everybody up. It's just like, do it. Okay, spit bars. Yeah, spit you, bars. Yes, I mean, that's but that's relationships outside of just. I mean, I feel like that's romantic relationships. Like yeah. that's. That even ends up happening in like in business. If you're in small business, like that is a big part of small business relationships. Like yeah. mm-hmm. just no, like there's no one else here to do it. Can you just do it? Like, <laughs> like take the garbage out, bro. It was right there. It's there. It's right <laughs> like, there. Just grab it. Like, like you complain ain't nobody about, else gonna do it. Complain about the garbage <laughs> and you ain't want to take it out. <sighs> and I feel I feel people when it comes to like you shouldn't always have to. Uh, you shouldn't always have to pick up slack, but be around people you don't mind picking up slack for, and it ain't nothing to worry about. It's not like I gotta worry about what he what he do that for me. We we got fifteen years of history where it's like we've yeah. cleaned up. We don't even gotta clean up each other shit. One mo- monumental story is one time this man got he got he got slizzard. That's the only <laughs> word I can some slizzard. I can the only, only way I can describe it. And we supposed to go on stage. We doing a show. Man, where was we at? In Vegas. Oh yeah, I know this story. Yeah, remember okay, when you uh yeah, you grabbed yeah, the a good mic? Time. You laughed at me. You smiled <laughs> with the biggest cheese, and you said, "I can't do this shit." You know what I'm <laughs> I was like, "I don't know one word, man." Like all you know he did, words, I, I, don't I know rapped one word. I, I rapped our whole show, and he lip synced. He fell to the ground one time and dropped the mic, picked it back up, <laughs> and just held on for dear life and just said hooks and ad libs. I just <laughs> wanted to survive. I was just trying to make it out alive, man. Like that's before I knew what Las Vegas could do to you. That was my first time being in Vegas with a show and like getting paid and having something to do. And I didn't understand like the power of Vegas and how. Uh, quickly things will escalate there. Mm. And yeah, I looked up and I'm like, oh, damn, we got to perform right now. I don't <laughs> know my own name right now. Like, I couldn't tell you who gave birth to me right now. I don't know. I'm just trying to hold on to gravity so I don't fall on the ground right now. So yeah, that yeah. takes me, that takes me back to a time with you two individuals where I had come back from Grenada and I was at DD-172. Do you remember what DD-172 oh, was? Yes. That was a time. Another era right there. Another, Another era. era. So Dame Dash had this like three-story building in Tribeca where a lot of us would commiserate. Like there was an art studio on the first floor and then like Cootie and Chike who did the Kanye West documentary, they had a floor. And then in the basement, there was like a performance space where like random shit would happen. And... I had come back from Grenada and you all were there. And so was most deaf and currency and J electronica. Yep. And I said to you that um, I had smoked weed for the first time in Grenada. And you were like, <laughs> I'm talking to Chuck. Chuck was like, And I was like, I mean, it was dirt. Like, I don't really think it did anything. And you were like, oh, where did I smoke? And so I smoked with Jay Electronica, these two brothers here, Chuck and Mikey, uh, Most Def, and Currency. It is important for me to name these names because all of y'all are very adept at marijuana smoking. So I wasn't just smoking any old, <laughs> okay? Nah. Space roots, okay? I was smoking like Uranus strains of ganja. We went downstairs because randomly people just like showed up like, and there was a show and all of a sudden freestyling was happening and most was freestyling. And then he passed the mic to Jay and then Jay freestyle. And then he passed the mic to you, Twan, and then you killed it. And I happened to be standing next to you. <laughs> pass the fucking mic to me. Oh, <laughs> Damn. It was time. It was time. <laughs> 
I think the I remember peak, this. At the peak, was it? It was in the basement, right? In the like basement. The yes, yes, I remember because Dame used to throw shows down there. Yep. And when I tell you, like, I couldn't remember any verse I had ever written in my life. Like, I, <laughs> my br- my brain was just like arms, like tentacles of an octopus, just like reaching out into nothingness. And so I had to freestyle. And the only reason I know that I didn't do bad is because none of y'all laughed at me. After I freestyled, <laughs> I passed the mic and things just kept going. And I was like, yeah. all right, okay, all right. We did it, we did it. So I, I can relate. I can relate. That was a time. That was a oh, time. That was a time. Was, it was a was big, a big era. I miss, I miss that though, man. I've never seen anything like that since, man. Uh, yeah. That was a time, man. It was good. It was like the, the peak of that kind it of blonde of era. Innocence. You know, it was everybody was innocent as hell. Like it was very innocent. But and that was, uh, early. that was before. Yeah, Tiger that was crazy. Fell off. Yeah, yeah, oh, it was a different that, time. You that said was that right was before, before Tiger Woods fell off. Is that what you said? Yeah, it was <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely marcation. <laughs> Remember when he uh, he had it all in his hands, and then he ended up uh, his wife ended up hitting him with a golf club. Well, he let cracked. me just tell you. So that happened on the front lawn, and his next door neighbor went to high school with me. His oh, next shit. door neighbor is the nigga that called the cops. Oh wow! Damn. So I set it home, all off. I come home for Christmas break, and somehow I end up running into him. And we end up going to P.F. Chang's and he's like, you know, Amanda, I feel like I I understand you on another level now. And I was like, is that right? And I didn't even really know him like that. Like we went to high school, but we were acquaintances. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, fame. (laughs) I get it now. I get it now. And I still was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I am the voice who called 911 on Tiger Woods. I'm I am an a part of icon 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 iconography now. <laughs> I was like, yep. is this happening over my Mongolian beef? Yep. And um, so that was a time. But I feel like what was also great about that time was to your point, Juan, like blogs were st- like there was still like a culture around like how music got out and like a celebration of music. I don't know that maybe I'm just not in the mix anymore, but I don't know that it's the same way that it is, that it was then now, like where you had to like kind of, you you had places you could discover music that were really like committed to being authentic about the music they were putting out. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I don't know that it's the same now. It's definitely not. No, that's over with. (laughs) That has ended. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it used to definitely be like, you know, trusted curators, you know, these places were trusted curators of people who they had just as much to lose by Mm. putting up some weird payola, some bullshit payola tracks or putting up some weak, you know, artists that people don't really rock with like that. They had just as much to lose back then by making those mistakes. So they tried extra hard to make sure that they always came correct and mm. posted the stuff that the people wanted, you know, and the stuff that the people wanted to hear. But now it's, nah, that game ain't, it ain't the same like that anymore. Mm-mm. I mean, is it possible to still make money off of music? Uh, mm. I'd say this. I'd say. I got to take, I got to take two. Go ahead. Um, I'd say for like the the intentional role we're going down right now, I feel like we could build such a good network and a community that, you know, if even if we started a subscription service or something that people could pay in, we would mm-hmm. have enough money to produce and uh, you know, erect the type of content that we would want to, you know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. if we had a supportive label and all that, it would be able to happen. But that is only a reality for us because we've built so much for such a long time that, you know, we had a worldwide reach before we got, there's people in different parts of the planet that grew up on our music. Uh, I feel like a new artist without that type of discovery, I think it's going to be hard. I think, I think it is hard now because uh, me and him were just talking about how they chart, you know, to say Mm -hmm. someone that has close to a hundred million streams only sold 67,000 copies. 
it's like there is no unit of measure and that math isn't accurate and there's nothing to substantiate it. So you saying that 1600 streams equals one person listening, you're discounting almost 1500 people that listen right. to the song. Yeah. So now you're saying that mm-hmm. a, uh, a full like palladium, like, like the palladium on Hollywood, you're saying a full concert sold out with 1500 people. If all of them listen to one song after this, that only counts as one sale. You know what I'm saying? Literally. Like, yeah. Wow. Like I didn't know that's how they measured it. Yeah. When you start expanding and like looking at the mathematics, it's such a, it's such a shit show that it's almost like, I don't even care what people say they sell anymore because we are grouping numbers and we came up with a whole mathematical equation that's backed by nothing. So if someone has, you know, Oh, they said they did a hundred K in a week, even at that being successful, you're diminishing the real number, which is close to 600 million. What? Yeah. For all the songs. Yeah. 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 Because everything's broken down individually for one project. So the math is so ass backwards. Who made up this math? Some fucking Spotify guys. Some Swedes, (laughs) some Swedes, man. You know, Swedes and, uh, you know, tech, tech did that tech. That the the number one thing we've ever, not even say we ever. The number one thing I hear, it's like the biggest lie in the world, is that numbers don't lie. When in all <laughs> actuality, they teach you in like second grade to lie. They say at, anytime you do an average, you're lying. Anytime you round up, you're you're stupid lying. So you can take a six to a ten. That's a fucking lie. If you round a six up to a ten, you, you better to, spit. This is this is almost hot tap level. You better spit. <laughs> nah, he did so, this. He, he, he <laughs> to his temples. Said, you listening to me? <laughs> Do you understand? No, but we we juice numbers all the time. Uh, you know, if you go out to eat right now at a nice restaurant, they'll hit you with your bill and they'll say round up. Like, yeah. come on, yo! Everything like if we're rounding up, you're missing three numbers, and if we know anything about how shit adds up. You go to the grocery store, you get like seven things that cost $2, $3. You might not think you're spending that much. You check out, that's almost 67 bucks. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's Adulting. how Target gets you. Adulting. Yeah. Yes. So that's what I feel like the making money side of it mm. is. It's hard because we're rewarding off engagement and engagement isn't accurate. It's it's not even... That's very real. I, I had someone on explaining to me just in the internet world of things, the difference between like quote unquote influencers and folks like myself who are like my following, I feel like are people who like, like my work, right? Right. Like they like my message, like they like my humor, et cetera. Whereas like influencers, she was saying that a lot of people are connecting with them on like a parasocial, like psychosis level. Like they're really just like, I want to be you, not like I want to support you. So she was like, you can't, it's hard to, you can't really gauge the metrics because the people aren't there for the same reason. And so the fall off changes and happens based on things that don't like logically make sense. Um, Tom, what's your theory or what's your take? Yeah, I think you kind of just kicked it off right there with, I think that the, the priorities have to change. If you want to make money in music, I don't think music funny enough can't be the main priority that's got to come like second or third to either your engagement on socials your um you're just an entertaining person you're going viral there has to be other things that make you interesting first before music can pay you i don't think that that can be at the top of the totem pole right now for a lot of new artists. It's, it's really, really hard. It's really, you're going to have to, you got to tap dance for the tech companies, you know, like, and they are strict. And if you don't tap dance the right way for them, you're not getting shown. Give me an algorithm. example. Like what's considered a tap dance for the tech company. Okay. You got to post your Instagram reel at this time for this many seconds a day or nobody's seeing your shit. And if you right. don't do enough of those for the week, then <laughs> You're not getting shown next week. Even <laughs> if you put up a fire post, it's still punishing you from last week. So it's right. like you really gotta play, you gotta play that game and like prioritize all these other things that come first before you can really make money off of like the music, quote unquote. Like that's gonna have to come second or third nowadays when you know a lot of artists and musicians they come into this game 
wanting and thinking that that's the case. Like, oh, so I'm going to just me. make some fire. I'm going to make some fire music. And this is going to not only get people to pay attention to me, but it's going to get me paid, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's not even the case anymore. Did you like all that, come into you know? this thinking that? Yes, I, mean, I, I did. I, I definitely was like, okay, we make the music, but subconsciously as well, we already were playing with other, you know, Absolutely. types of engagement as well. We were already kind of changing clothing and fashion in that yeah. aspect. We were already on, you know, the MySpaces and stuff, being cool, being ourselves, setting the tone and kind of delivering more than just music off An top. Aesthetic. So we, we subconsciously yeah. did that. Yeah, we were kind of doing that off top. So music I literally was able to catch bought up, a black know? mag. I, I literally bought a black mag, a GT1 black mags because of y'all. Right. So we, we kind of subconsciously were just like already, you know, uh, diversifying what we brought to the table, you know, beyond music as well. So um, to answer your question, yeah, I thought so, but we already were kind of doing more than that anyway. So it, it ended up working out for us. You know what hurts? The hurts part that I don't think anybody's looking at is that we're not selling music on anything. So the, the ability to sell it is like, okay, what are you going to do, a merch bundle? A merch bundle of, of a T-shirt? You know how many people got enough T-shirts? So it's like it, there's, yeah. no, there's no incentive to buy in the, to the artist besides like extreme fandom, which like is yeah. leaving out any sort of fair weather listener or music collector because no one's collecting music anymore. Remember when we were in school, yes. or in college, your CD book was an Listen. asset. Was an asset. <laughs> and how you set it out, how you had your cases, which is yes. Behind, and you had all your real albums and you had all your mixes. Yes. And then you would let somebody see that and they could look into you. So yes. it forced you in to invest in that collection. Now there's no reason. So now we're just, we're really just spitting in the ocean to keep it a bean. Because there's 40, what they say? It was like 44,000 songs released a day. A day. It's Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So, well, this is all the more reason why night school is so necessary and impactful and has the capability to really, you know, carve out its own space because it's basically spitting in the ocean, but like with like 20 different mouths, you know, right, like you're right. spitting with the... <laughs> Rap. Very you're graphic. Spitting. I like how you describe <laughs> it. I, I just spitting pictured rap, it and food, continued. You know, you spit in fashion. Like there's, but I think that's you know a, a very um, that's what's happening right now. Innovators are having to really innovate in a way that is pushing us to think beyond just the basics. Right. I think there's a beauty in that, but I, I always hate when it's being driven by commerce, right? And it's being driven by like, okay, this is really the only way that I can get dividends because anytime that's associated with it, it, it sullies it. So I hope, I want y'all to win with this because I think also there's an authenticity about y'all that is not common. Um, and that I think has continued to keep your brand alive, even when it has wavered. Like anybody who's listening knows that I would not have y'all on here if I didn't fuck with y'all heavy. Like I don't just be having randoms on here like that if I don't like their, I mean, I like people's message or whatever, but I like, I love y'all. I love y'all as people. I love you too. We you love know? you. Like y'all are, I have pictures <laughs> from so long ago. And just to let y'all know, like when I was down, and didn't have, I mean, I was broke as a joke. These niggas was popping. Okay. We did have a we did have a nice run that little summer. You know. we, we, hey, Guana was living better than me. Okay. No, Guana, like, <laughs> no, Guana was on tour on the damn bus, man. Yes. Yeah. Raekwon. And when yeah. we came back, I came to visit in Chicago because Chuck was gonna produce some records for me. And this nigga Raekwon was in. A, 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 is it a, cave? a goddamn a tank? Like a, an a solarium? <laughs> an enclosure is what it's it crazy was, uh, that that's technically the, that's called. The, that's the first thing that man really spent his money on 
Yeah, that was my first rap flex. I was like, oh, I yeah, I'm about to buy this. I literally asked you that. I asked you. I was like, what was the first thing you spent your money on? You were like, you know how some niggas buy chains? I bought this. <laughs> right. That shit covered like a whole wall in the living room, basically, man. But we didn't have um, furniture there. We had no. we had more we had more of an iguana cage in our apartment than we had yes. furniture. We yeah. took remember we took the TV and the uh, <laughs> yeah. the t- entertainment center behind them up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I came out there and I slept on the couch while Chuck made beats. I remember waking up, random chick was making banana pudding in the kitchen. And I was like, <laughs> okay. But that was yeah, also that when I realized that was also when I realized like I'm getting older. I'm getting older <laughs> because the chaos of this setting is not oh, it was normal to, to me. us. <laughs> exactly. That's when I realized, like, oh, you're aging out, Amanda. You're aging out. This normally would be exciting. It's chaos. And it was for me, I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go. And I remember I got to the airport and I just think I just want to make a point of telling this particular story because your man Chuck told me we don't need to leave for the airport until a certain time. And I am a very big believer in don't play with the fucking airport. Okay. Don't play with the airport. And you was like, nah, it's good. And you smoked your blunt. Nah, it's good. And you smoked your blunt. And then we were on the way to the airport and you missed the exit. Uh, I can remember that. But those were like, those were rookie days. That was like <laughs> yes. my first season. Yes, mm. first but, season. Off the well, bench. I, and I, I remember, I, but listen, I got to the airport and the lady was like, you're not going to make it. And I was like, I'm going to make it. Because in my mind, I was like, I can't, I can't stay in the banana pudding. I can't stay I in can't. the chaos house for another day. I have to go. But and was, there was, was a brother chaos. there. There was a brother there at the gate at the like the, the check-in, and he was like, I got you. And he went and told the gate, like, wait for her. Wow. So Look anybody who says Chicago is, is mean, I'm like, listen, he went, he wait, they waited for me, and the, everybody was rooting for me, and I got there. And you I still won. I still won. And you I, guys are still winning. Yeah. I misled you when you still won. Look at us. <laughs> yeah. That was just good karma paying off. And you know? I, I, the, and the, the karma had you protected. You know, you were safe. And I'm not known to mislead people, so my bad. I think whenever you do mislead, it's from a good, it's with the best of intentions. You've only misled me one other time. Both of y'all did. And, you know, but it was with the best of intentions. <laughs> <laughs> a, a good, a good mislead, a misread, a misread. It was, a, it was a, well, you know what it was. It was that you wanted the best for somebody, and so you were like, "Yeah, <laughs> a misread, yeah, a misread. misread, misread the situation." Maybe you can throw the needle. Bit. Maybe you can misread. thread the needle. <laughs> and so I, I was like, you know what? They're, they, they were being good friends because that was good advice for that other person. Uh, and, you know, that's the other thing. Let me tell y'all, who's all of y'all listening. I've known these brothers so long. Look, they've literally been involved in a whole relationship I had. That's how, two. You've been involved in two relationships I've had. So I, yeah, I know of two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know of two. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's history for you. <laughs> that is history. You can't well, make that up. You, know? you can't. You can't. Well, let folks know uh, when can they expect to uh, take part in the first night school? Um, for What's Chicago, your vision? Chicago restaurant uh, residents, you got to this weekend. All right. Um, there's a lot of people flying in for this, which we want to create a community. Yeah, for. yeah. So yeah. if you fly in for a Coachella, you might as well fly in to kick it with us too. So we're trying to build that arm. And then um, at the top of 2023 is when we were going to have more cities added on. Um, we have a lot of like restaurant partners that are joining in and we got a lot of, uh, the corporations that are like, that we actually like are really involved and, and interested in what we're doing. So we will be able to take this and, um, we will be able to take this and make this nationwide and like literally grow it worldwide is what we're trying to do. Are you burning Palsanto? I'm, I am. I am. <laughs> You clean it, cleanse in the air, you know. You, you got it. It's that time of the day. Yeah, cleanse it, cleanse it. Well, yeah. I'm excited, and uh, I hope when you make it to LA that I'm here so I can come through. Oh, you know, you're gonna, yes. be, on the, you're gonna be on the podcast for sure, for sure. <laughs> I'll be on yes. the podcast. That's absolutely. That's a good. That's a good look. I like that. Unless yeah. you want to rap. <laughs> 
revive the old bars. You know, <laughs> you still got them. I know they're still somewhere written down. Like, yeah, you always have a verse in the back pocket. Oh, have a verse. In the- well, listen. In once I started doing stand up, I was like, I remember one New Year's, I was at the club, at the comedy club, and everyone was like standing around, and we were talking, and then somehow a cipher started, and. uh the cypher started and the conversation was like around like, oh, y'all niggas can't rap. Like that was what the exchange was. <laughs> <laughs> like, so then people started being like, I can rap. And then it's all comics. And for the record, every comic wants to be a rapper. Like that's like a very. Damn. That's a very common thing. And I've noticed that like rappers have like a predisposition to comics. Yeah, like, they do. This is like, true. Yeah. It used to be basketball. Used diagram. Now yes. it's comedy. Like, I remember being in a room and watching just, like, the fangirling between, like, Chris Rock and Q-Tip. And it was just like, and I was like, oh, wow. Like, y'all are, you want to be him and he want to be you. And they got a best eye connection, too, don't they? No, because Q-Tip is from Queens. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I blew that. Mm-hmm. Back blew in the that. days on the Boulevard of Linden. Then, and side yeah. note, actually, that this is a random story, but when I was on MTV2, I was thinking most death, my bad. As Amanda Diva. Right, yeah. They, one time, they had stopped putting, like, information into the prompter because I knew what I was talking about, and it was like, we don't even need to give her that anymore. But before that, and this is actually what sparked that, they had put in, like, bullet points and they had me saying that Q-Tip was from Brooklyn. And they had me say that on television. Oh, no. Oh. And I was furious. <laughs> I was mm. like, we have to do a takeover. This is false information. You all got to leave me down the road. This is Sunday Free Sundays. I have to be authentically knowledgeable yeah. about my <laughs> Yeah, they almost walked you off a cliff with that one. They almost walked me off a cliff. Remember, this is about the time of authenticity with hip hop. So, mm-hmm. well, you guys are continuing that time. And I really love you and appreciate you. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this pops off because I know it's going to. And, you know, keep bringing us the goodness that you always have. Thanks for we having do. us. You're yes, welcome. we love you. Thanks for having us. Um, yeah, we'll see you in LA. We'll see you out there. Hopefully What's you're in like? town. You know what, Ev? You need to come to the house. You know I moved. I don't know you moved. I moved to Calabasas. Oh, shit. Look at that. You got a pool? Of course. I, I know how to, you got a grill by it, because that's what I do. Yes. All right. Grill, so- <laughs> grill man <laughs> supreme right there. Nigga, the pool, okay. the pool, the pool got a slide. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I might, All right. I might fly. I'm going to fly in for that. <laughs> Yo, that's actually... Y'all throwing actually, a little cookout. Y'all throwing a barbecue. You know, that's actually, one, that's actually one of the best things you can hear as a black person is hearing a black person say they got a pool and then throwing on top. Nigga, it's got a slide. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I like that. <laughs> we came up. <laughs> 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 There we go. We did All right, it. then. Star Bands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.